0: I'm excited to, speak, to be speaking with you guys tonight. And so, we're in the series Abundant Life, and last week, Sawyer talked about um, how we can use the armor of God to fight the enemy and walk in confidence, um, knowing that Jesus will go before us, and, um, and how to defend ourselves from the enemy. And so, the enemy is always trying to steal our abundant life, and so... This leads me on the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, which is the source of abundant life. Um, Does any of you guys know what the source is? What is the source? No. What, What would be the source of abundant life if we're in church? Jesus! Yeah! Good job. Jesus Jesus offers abundant life where we do not have to worry about the stresses of the world, um, and we can have an abundance of joy, peace, patience, kindness, love, um, courage and strength. And, and you know the list goes on. And so um, a verse that I want to hit on before we really dive in is Matthew 6:33 through 34.. Um, it says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you." Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let's pray, dear Lord. I just pray um, for tonight, Lord. I just thank you for these students that are here in this room, sitting in each of these chairs, Lord. And I pray that there would be this focus and soften hearts to really hear what you have to say to them, Lord. I'm just a vessel that you're using, um, Lord. Speak through me, and Holy Spirit, have Your way. And I pray all of these things in Your name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I just got a golden doodle about three months ago, and her name is Olivia. Um, I think we have a picture, but she is very, okay. This is a golden doodle. All right. All right, guys. She is 11 months old and she's crazy, but she is so sweet all at the same time. And guys, there's been moments that I, oh, There's been moments she's made me so mad, especially um, the past few days. And so, like, I just gave her a bath, right? And um, then let her outside to do her business and play just for her to jump into the nasty green pool that we have outside in the backyard. So that, that really did not make me that happy. Or when we were moving a month ago and she chewed up, A really old Bible I had that dated back to the 1800s basically irreplaceable but how mad can I really be because I guess she had the living word inside of her maybe but despite all of these things I love her so much and I want to give her an abundant life and all of the doggy things that she wants Um, but just like I want to give my dog an abundant life Jesus wants to give us abundant life and A question that I want to bring up is, how do we receive abundant life? What is abundant life? And so before I really dive into this, I really want to define the word abundant, because honestly, we use it and then it's like, do we really know what that word means? And so I looked it up in the dictionary. It's an adjective, by the way and it's existing or available in large quantities, it's plentiful. So like when I feed Olivia every morning, she probably thinks that the food is abundant. It's like never gonna run out. Like she probably doesn't know I go to the store and have to buy it often. But with all that being said, I want y'all to open your Bibles to John 10. And we're going to be in verses 1 through 11. But I'm going to give you all some context to John before we just hop on, hop on in. And so John is one of the Gospels. Do you know how many Gospels there are? Four. Good. Um, And John wrote the book of John. And so in um, John 10, he's talking to the Pharisees. And do you all know? who the Pharisees are? They, they are religious leaders in this time, and they didn't particular, particularly particularly, parti, okay, particular. <laughs> um, were fond of Jesus's teachings. They didn't, they didn't necessarily like him either, and so this is kind of what's going down right now. So verse 1 says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Okay. I want to break this down. In verse 1, it talks about a sheepfold. Okay. When I was studying this passage, I was like, what is that? And so I looked it up, and it's this old stone pin that's like a rectangle or I guess really any shape and it had an entrance and it there was either like a gate or a door or there was just an entrance with the shepherd standing in front of it and so no one could come in this entrance without without the shepherd like only the shepherd could go in and so that's kind of what's going on there. And two, do you guys know what a shepherd is? Their job? He takes care of the sheep. He, it is someone who guides the sheep. Because sheep, I don't know if you know about the relationship between a sheep and the shepherd. They need each other, okay? Well, the sheep needs the shepherd. The sheep is completely dependent on the shepherd, and they also trust the shepherd so much they do not listen to anyone else. And so these are facts, y'all, okay? I looked them up. And in a way, once we break this down more, you'll see it, but Jesus is our shepherd, and we are the sheep, yeah. And so have y'all ever thought, like, why would, why would Jesus call us sheep, like, are sheep dumb? Like, I, no, like, it's just, why would he say that? But when I was looking up these facts, the sheep was completely de- has to be completely dependent on the shepherd. And if we want this abundant life, we have to be completely dependent on Jesus and on our shepherd. And we continuously, time and time again, rebel against him with our sin And Jesus, the good shepherd, wants to bring us back to him where we can live the life that we were created for and what we were called for, which is a relationship with him. And so we're going to pick up, we're going to pick back up in verse three, which says, um, to him, the gatekeeper opens the gate. The sheep hear his voice and calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So the the shepherd is calling his own sheep by name. They know he knows every single one of them, and there's like tons of them, and he leads them out. Think of Jesus; he knows every single one of y'all's names. Okay. So when he has brought out all of his own. He goes before them and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, for they know his voice. The sheep knows the shepherd's voice. And when I was writing this and praying about it and figuring out what I'm gonna say, I, was, I asked myself the question, I was like, Sydney, do you know Jesus's voice? Can you hear his voice? Is his voice familiar to you? Are you going to run to him? And so I want to ask you guys that question. Do you guys know Jesus' voice? Is that something that's clear to you? And at times it can be really hard to know the voice of God because we can get too busy and distracted by the things of the world and his voice just becomes so muffled that we can't, we just stop hearing for a minute. And I've been here before. There was a time in my life where I was so distracted and so lost. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd, the wrong friends, and they did not lead me to good places. We, they led me to parties, and they led me just to make bad choices that overall didn't benefit me. And it, and it left me feeling sad, anxious, depressed, confused, like, what am I gonna do with my life? Like, I can't do this forever. But the Lord is so faithful because he brought me out of that season. He actually brought a really good group of community into my life. I joined a young adult small group on Friday, na- on Friday nights to take away that temptation to go out. And I just have, ever since then, I've just dived really deep into the word and learning more about Jesus's character. And so the life that I was choosing to live obviously wasn't giving me abundant life. And so there are some things. This, this message has a lot of questions, and, and I think it's good, because I think it's really a time to reflect. And so here's another question. Are there some things in your own life where you are trying to fulfill something that Jesus can only fulfill? I'm going to say that again. Are there some things in your own life where you are trying to fulfill something that Jesus can only fulfill. It could be a multitude of things. It could be seeking popularity. It could be seeking attention, fame, money, likes, the social media thing, um, or even just people pleasing. And it and you know. The list goes on and on and on, just you can fill in that blank with whatever. But I wanna tell you guys that with whatever you filled that blank in with, Jesus sees you and he wants to offer you a life he called you to. All right, so we're gonna pick up in verse five and break this part down too. It says a stranger they will not follow, and this is talking about the sheep. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. They figure that... Okay, I'm going to stop there, sorry. They do not know the voice of strangers. So obvi- this is a fact. This, that sheep don't listen to other people other than the shepherd. Which is really cool because scripture just backed a fact up. That's cool. Um. And so then, verse six says, this figure of speech Jesus used with the Pharisees, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So these sheep won't follow strangers because they don't know their voice. Okay, so how do we recognize God's voice? And how do we recognize God's voice from all of these lies and noise that is constantly being thrown our way? Like, you go into school, and everybody has opinions, and there's lies there, and social media, and then you go outside. Like, there's, it's everywhere. You, you're on the streets. There's billboards and advertisements and everything. So there's all this noise everywhere. So how are we going to depict Jesus and his voice in a world that's so loud? And so we want to go back to the word of god which is the bible it's the living word this will give you life and it's a beautiful thing because jesus loves loves us so much that he gave us something to read that is truthful so we don't have to fall into the schemes of the enemy and these lies that are being told to us constantly or in your head with anxious thoughts or um low self-esteem like like God created you to be you you know you're fearfully and wonderfully made all right verse 7 so Jesus again said to them truly truly I say to you I am the gate of the sheep all who come before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep do not listen to them I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Jesus is saying, I am the gate. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. That sounds a lot like the gospel. Um, that he, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one gets through the Father except through him. Jesus is the only way to true life. And this psalm, Psalm 36, seven through nine, it says, how priceless your faithful love is God. People take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They are filled with, from the abundance of your house. You let them drink from your refreshing, refreshing stream for the wellsprings of life is within you, with you. Jesus is the living water. And He comes to refresh and restores our soul, with so much brokenness. Whether it's you lost a family member, or anxiety, depression, or you just lost a friend, like a close friend, and you're not friends anymore, or even a breakup. He He wants to meet you in those places, and so how. How do we how do we know this? How do we know this? Well, verse ten says, "This thief comes only to steal, and kill, and destroy. I come, and they, I come that they may have life, and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus laid down his life." for us. So how are we going to start to experience abundant life? What is that going to look like? And ooh, voice crack, I'm going to drink a little bit of water. I'm losing my voice a little bit. Okay, so how do we start to experience this abundant life? We want to come to understand the gospel and i heard the gospel at a younger age but i never really understood it i never really knew what it meant until i was older and really at the beginning of the year i i attended this conference and i got a whole new perspective on the gospel and the good news is that jesus paid it all all of our sin, all of our debt, on the cross, and that we can walk in freedom knowing that. Even when we do fall short. And so we've got to come to an understanding of the gospel and what that means for us, and how are we going to walk that out. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, and he even leaves the 99 for the lost sheep. Have you all heard that before? The 90, he goes to leave the 99. I also was when I was doing research about some sheep, um, I learned that a lone, lone sheep, a lost sheep, by itself is really hard to, um, like, handle. And so I thought that was interesting because when I was on my uh, broken path of trying to do life on my own. I was, it was hard, it took a minute before I came back. Um, And so there's there's time in that. But I want you guys to know that Jesus loves you. He sees you. And the way to start this abundant life is to step into relationship with him and ask that he would forgive your sins. And so the bottom line is, Jesus died so you could live. And I know that's kind of a short one, but like he died so we can live this life where we don't have to worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Well, I know Jesus got me, so we're good. We're good. Um, And so I want to take the last moment in this time um, with an altar call, and we're going to go into prayer and worship, but the altar is going to be open for anyone, but this is this is a serious time with the Lord. This is a place where you can come to these steps and have an encounter with God. Guys, Jesus is alive. He's a miracle worker and some anxieties that you're facing, like he can meet you here and heal that. There can be deliverance. There can be breakthrough and things in your life that are a turning point. And Jesus wants to move in you guys. Just because you're young doesn't mean, doesn't mean he doesn't see you or that you can't reach what he wants you to reach. You're his children and he loves you guys. And we love you. The leaders love you, and they see you, and they believe in you guys. And so, I want this to be an opportunity for everyone to come, whether you need to do some soul searching, whether there needs to be some realignment in your heart, or, or maybe this is your first time taking the step to have a relationship with the Lord. And so, with any students that want to put their faith and trust in Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity. And we're going to say a prayer, but it's not, this prayer is not a super, superhero thing, like, it's just something that we do just to verbalize what's going on in our hearts. And so, if I want you guys to bow your heads, close your eyes. Quiet down. All right. Y'all can repeat after me or just say it in your head. Lord, thank you for the life you've given me. Thank you for sending Jesus to lay his own life down. For me, so that I can be forgiven. Lord, forgive me of my sins and help me walk in a way that honors you. I ask Jesus into my heart because I want to live the life you've called me to. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, before we start, Before, wait. Thank you. All right. I know this is kind of a weird transition, but before we start this song, I want to be intentional about praying, um, praying into this, because that's really where we're going to see some life change, is when we come together as one and pray for one another. So... I'm going to come down here, and there's going to be some leaders up at the front and in the side that want to pray with you with whatever you're going through. And so I'm going to just pray us into this song, and it'll be, it'll be open. Lord, um, I just thank you for this time, Lord. God, I just pray for this moment. Lord, I just—Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to move and do— what you wanna do. Lord, I pray that these students' hearts would be open and willing to encounter you and you have something in store for each of them. And Lord, I pray that this would be a night, a turning point in their walk with the Lord. And it would be a night that would um, be a stepping stone in maybe some bigger future things in their life, Lord these students are amazing and their hearts are so, so great. So Lord, I pray all of these things in your name. Amen.